so this podcast is recorded in a house with animals we have a dog chewing on a bone behind us somewhere we have did tortie still in here she was lurking at me one of the tortoiseshell cat so they're maybe barking meowing thumping chickens are all asleep which is where good chickens should be right about now there's a wild teenager in the house there's a wild teenager in the house uh we should take this time to also mention that we swear a lot and itunes only has two settings clean and explicit and since we cannot claim to be a squeaky clean podcast because we swear and really go past uh, don't go past pg-13 we still have to give you this advisory that if you're offended by strong language etc etc stop listening i mean usually i'm kinder about it i'm just i don't know why um Welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 37. Wow. We are cranking our way up towards episode 40, and the schedule I have for episode 40, uh, the guest I, I have looking forward to that one is really cool, so I'm excited. You're this always week, excited. You like well, your guests. Yeah, I do. They're always so much fun, and I get to talk to really great people. In this case, some of the people we've got coming up, Jim Hines, Jim C. Hines, Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches, and Mary Thingvall, who is a open source and collaboration consultant. Awesome. So all very awesome people and all very cool people. And I got other people in the pipeline who I need to go poke about scheduling and things like that. This week, that was a letters show. So, which we'll be getting to in a little bit. Right now, I think we should talk about how we're doing this week, or how we've done this past week with our productivity. In my case, I'm. Did I talk about using the home inserts from the from the tool to uh, from tool as just sort of a, a weekly planner thing? No, I don't think you did. And again, this is not tool the band or tools as the category of object used by humans. This is tool. T U with a with the bar across it is that the umlaut? No, that's not no, the umlaut. Uh, L. It's the Office Max house brand. Tool. Right, and a couple weeks ago we did the totally thing. Totally a metal band, except not the metal band actually named Tool. Anyway, we talked a couple weeks ago about the home pack and the travel pack and the teacher pack and all the the pre-made sort of pre-made pages they had that were new this year like i appreciate your attempt mm -hmm. to keep this moving and be professional and all but i'm just gonna keep saying tool at random moments and giggling you do you <laughs> sweetie you do you anyway i've been using the home weekly planner to do and i got a hold of some of the home stickers so i've been able to mark like birthdays and all those sorts of things on it I honestly, if since I don't have to have my day hyper scheduled anymore, this is actually kind of cool. Like actually using it because you've got blocks for days and then you've got the, the little areas for must do this week and calls to make and emails to send. I'm just scratching those out and using them as part of my generic to do list stuff. But that way I've got the reminder in front of me. I've got them in my other stuff too. But it's actually working out really well for me i'm, I'm awesome. reasonably pleased and it's kind of nice to have the little stickers where i can put the little hat quarter circle on the day that's payday and the little heart on the person's birthday and 
I'm starting to see the appeal. Plus, look, here, here, here are the two days. See, I've got the big no school stickers from the teacher oh, pack yes. on the pay, on the uh, the days where school was closed. And then I probably have to put it across an entire week because spring break is coming. Would you say that school was closed? Are you going to be like this all show? Maybe. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that voice in the background is our friend Liz, who is, is guest appearing yet again on Productivity yes. Alchemy, on the condition that we do not ask her about her productivity. I'm more lurking, really. Liz has been moving, and we all know that moving is a big time sink, that it will, like, all the prep around it, if you have other things to do, it's horrible. Oh, God. Because your, your regular productivity goes through the floor because you should be packing, but when you're packing, you should be working, and then you're like, why is it not done now? It's, it's a horrible feeling. And there's always the, if there are two of you, and you're both packing, and, like, one of you has a job and the other one doesn't, I have this from personal experience... Okay. You work a full day and then you come home and you're expected to pack because your partner was packing all day. Now, why are you not packing? And there's also the problem, and we have experienced this, that packing styles differ. Very much so. And there are very few... Generally, Kevin is allowed to do Kevin and I am allowed to do me. Mm. It is broken down on two places. Yes. I do not load the dishwasher. No. Because Kevin finally at one point was like, when you load the dishwasher, I die a little inside. It's true. And once upon a time, Kevin was supposed to be packing up his office to move downstairs. And after about a week of this, I basically, you know, did a, a Kramer slide into the office and said, I love you, but you are packing wrong. And I think that's when I just got out of your way. Yeah, it's really for the best. It really is. I mean, it's it's... I have moved 18 times in my life, I believe. Yeah. Um, there, uh, and, if, and since I've stayed here for almost 10 years now, that means there was a stretch where I was moving on average once every eight months or something. Something like that. For large stretches of my life. Well, yeah. combination, you know, Navy brat, uh, moved around a lot with mom, etc., and then college, and then moved here, and then, or I rather moved to Arizona, and then moved right, here, then moved and to, then yeah. moved to another place here, and then moved to yet another place here, and then moved to California, and then moved back, and then moved. Look, I'm really good at moving. Really, I, it is. It is a skill I have honed and earned. It it is it is one of my skill sets that I have. You know, I can move a house. You can. Therefore, you know, it's just best to get out of my way. It is. It is. It is. It's It's terrifying. It really is. Uh, yeah. The, the other reason to get out of the way is that you're not collateral damage. Uh, there was there was a point. You, you helped your father move. Yes. And you were packing the doll room. Oh, God. Full of all the delicate things. Now, here's an interesting fact about moving. Um... And since we're talking about moving, you've moved most recently. Feel free to chime in at any point. Uh, it sucks. Yeah. That's my contribution. That's why I haven't done it in 18 years. They hired still not done. movers to move the boxes into the trucks. Which is good, because, you know, uh, I have a bad back. My dad has a bad back. My stepmother had literally just had knee surgery. And, um, I don't know, her daughters couldn't lift super heavy boxes or something. And... 
moving companies will not move dollhouses. No. It's uh, they will not move usually fish tanks or dollhouses. And fish tanks I can see because they're brutally heavy and breakable. Yep. Dollhouses it is completely because people are insane. Uh, completely and, insane. Well, okay, not to be ableist about it. This isn't actual insanity. This is right. We should but, we should yeah. qualify that that the there the people who are really into the dollhouse collecting and things are very particular, ornery, angry, and frankly. <laughs> If you are not part of that world, you want to punch them in the face. Uh, frequently, yes. This is not to disparage anyone in the uh, of our listeners who actually has dollhouses and who is a lovely human being. You are an exception to the rule, but uh, the things are fragile and they break. And then people, people get really mad. People lose their shit. Yes. Well, because I was the last person to arrive on the scene, and my stepmother, for the record, is a lovely human being, um, I was given the job of packing the dollhouse room. And now, my stepmother did not just have dollhouses. Oh, she no. sold miniatures at shows and was, uh, she was deeply, deeply claws sunk into the, the lifeblood of the miniature world, which is part of the reason she will agree that all of those people are batshit. And uh, those and dog groomers. Um, uh, dog people are special. I love them all. But yes, dog grooming has uh, is one of those bizarre fandoms. Um, well, since I had to pack the doll room, and at first I was like, I am going to wrap each tiny object individually in tissue paper and set it gently and pack it next to the next one, and then another one individually in tissue paper. And after three days of this, I was just like, open box, dump dollhouse, smash tissue paper, dump more dolls, smash tissue paper, label, more dollhouse shit, throw outdoor. My stepmother still compliments me on how well it was packed, so I'm like, either she hasn't gotten to the layer <laughs> with the smashing, or even what I consider a complete half-assed murderous rage job was slightly better than I thought. But there is nevertheless a stage in packing where everything just gets labeled my shit that I have too much shit. Don't bother to unpack this shit. Liz, would you like to chat? Oh, in? I started, well, I started packing because I, I used to, I thought I was sort of getting towards minimalist territory because I don't have a lot of things. I don't have a lot of clothes. I don't have a lot of just kitchen things. But I got a lot of art supplies and things. And I started... Yes, I am aware now. Yes. You're well, a professional oh, artist. Oh, sweetie, it's not even all here. <laughs> we still have to take an, uh, another trip. But, uh, no, it started with art shit priority, because I'm like, this is the stuff that I'm going to need in the next couple of weeks. Art shit surfaces, or like paper and wood, pa like stuff that I'm just going to be doing art on. And then it was art shit low priority, then it was art shit misc, and then it was just, I have a box back at my former house in Michigan where is the rest of my stuff is, I'll get it later. There's a box that is literally just says IDK. I don't know. And it was just, I don't yeah. even know what's in that box. It was just like, just get it in a box. I'm so done with this. I don't want to even, so I'm going to be opening boxes when I finally am able to unpack at whatever point and going, I don't know what's in here. It's like Christmas. Well, you had the problem, too, that you are moving in stages. You had to yes. have the initial, uh, get everything down, what I will need, you know, uh, 
stage, and yes. then as opposed to the once you are in an apartment stage. So yes, which yeah. is a totally different because then you have to be, you're basically you know you you have to like set up extended camping. So I have to I had to like kind of organize my so I had to know what was in so even if I'm like well I don't need this in the next two weeks but I will need this possibly in the next month or so so if things need to be stored in a garage until I'm able to move into an apartment. I will need to know where this thing is, so I'm not going, oh, dear God, which of the nine identical totes is this thing that I need in? Oh, God. So, yeah, that's, um... Now, there are people... horrible. Yes, yes. Now, there are people who are not us and will take and will label every box and we'll have a checklist. Professional movers are great about this because they have like stickers to go with what lot number it is, which customer it is, and then they've got like a manifest with how many boxes and if there's a, a couch. Like professional movers are great with this. And they're assuming they're not holding your stuff hostage, you know, you have to pay us five hundred bucks more before we walk up a half step to drop it off. Well, yes, there is that. You lived in New York. I did. And those were not the kinds of movers I dealt with. That's why I dealt with the Israeli moving companies. Oh, were they efficient? Oh, were they efficient. And they took no shit. And they did the job really well at a reasonable price. Don't ask me how I got... Like, one of my coworkers was like... I'm like, I don't recognize the language. Just because, oh, that's Hebrew. Hebrew. Yeah, no, they're all Israeli. Like, okay. Well then, they did a good job with our office and nothing went missing, therefore. Therefore, you, know? you hired them to move your house. That's, yeah, 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 word of mouth is Well, everything. at least pack the house. Yeah. But the whole idea is that professional movers have like a list of how many boxes of what sizes, uh, your couch, uh, you know, all this stuff, and it's all been tagged and stickered or whatever. As a person who has moved himself multiple times and never wishes to do so again... You never do that when you're doing it yourself. If you are, you are way... A better man than I. Or woman. Or, or non-binary. Non, yes. You are living the organization dream. Go you. Now, I do remember hearing a story about uh, someone I know who built a music studio. And he would go out every night. And not only would he collect dropped nails, because those are expensive, to go back in the thing, but he would count how many nails were used, how many nails weren't, and what was left over in the nail count, so that he could track how many nails were being used and if anyone was taking nails as part of this. Well, that's, uh, that is a thing that someone did. Mm -hmm. And here we get back into the... There are people whose fandoms make them extremely difficult for professional movers to deal with. Yes. Uh, which, again, the miniatures. And now yeah. I'm feeling guilty that I, you know, decried miniature fandom as a hotbed of insufferable people. Some of them are undoubtedly lovely. We just haven't met any of them. Uh, well, my stepmother is lovely. Mm-hmm. She really is. She's, I mean... And she's I'm hardcore. Sure. I was going to say, yeah, she's hardcore. This is, We're talking about the woman who gave her guinea pig a cesarean, right? Yes, uh, th this was the guinea pigs um, suffer a genetic issue if they don't breed before their uh, 
like six months old, their uh, bones harden in position, and then it's nearly impossible for them to actually give birth, uh, the females, so you have to breed them younger. Uh, this is a cause of fatality in many female guinea pigs, and she, discovering this was happening, was like, well, there's no hope for it. They're not getting through the birth canal and gave the guinea pig a C-section because, you know, the, she'll live through the zombie movie and I won't. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> anyway. That is pretty hardcore. She yeah. is so hardcore. So. She had a monkey, too. She says they're terrible pets, though. The other thing I've been playing with this past week is I went back to playing with Todoist because it integrates with the Amazon... Echo ecosphere really well. And it's kind of nice to ask the Echo for my task list. What do I have to do today? And have it actually return something. Huh. And now that I'm at a job that does not have a behind a firewall Microsoft Exchange server that you can only talk to if you've passed three security checks, and even then it better be only with the Microsoft approved client, not anything else that it might support. <clears throat> not bitter. I can actually have my calendars show up as well so I can you know ask hold on uh, I can actually ask Alexa oh wait I have to unmute it Kevin don't talk to Alexa on the show it's just weird <gasps> oh, okay also you're gonna get all the fan mail from people telling you how is it the spy for the FBI that, or the Illuminati that lives in the house that's this is not the lizard people the reptiloids that's just what you'd say lizard Beth don't look at me like that. <laughs> They're on to me! <laughs> I was the one who had the conspiracy theory video on his background yet earlier today. You're the ones who are... Okay, anyway. <laughs> Point is, it's really nice to be able to just say, I need to know this piece of information, and it just pops it right up on the little screen. I have a spot, and I have a show, because we had to replace one for the bedroom, and I had ordered... Yeah, anyway, so we've, I've got them. They're nice devices. Kevin keeps trying to put the bedroom lights on them, and this led to a scenario once where he was traveling. Alexa would not recognize my voice, mm -hmm. and uh, I could not actually... I was sitting in the dark. There were some nasty phone calls. There were. There were. Then I told her how to get around that, and everybody was happier. So there's that. Anyway, um... I won't let him put any more lights on it. At least not vital lights. Picky, picky. <laughs> so, I've been playing with Todoist because it, it integrates with a whole bunch of other stuff. My Google calendars integrate with all other stuff. It's actually been kind of nice now to not have to make... To have, like, a unified system and not have to maintain an exclusively this is for work and only work and this is for everything else because everything else can talk to it, but the people who run work are so paranoid and whatever that they won't let a mouse fart through without three forms of approval. Not that we're bitter. No, and since I may be the person controlling that now at the new place, I have a lot to say about how it should be done. <laughs> Indeed. So, on that note, Wombat test subject of mine. Oh, yes. Oh, are you asking how I've done? Yes. Uh, it's been a mixed bag. Uh, on the one hand, I was extraordinarily productive in some regards. I finished illustrating the hamster book that I was working on. You did. Um, and just to explain, I have literally been working on these illustrations 
since uh, I want to say November. It's uh, there was a break in there uh, for the book tour. Yes, a break. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, you can't see air quotes, internet, but I think you heard those. Oh, I heard those. Uh, I heard those. <laughs> the uh, it's the this is the eating a whale one bite at a time problem, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. and I'm good at it by now, but it's still a big damn whale. And I got it done today. I did the last one. I got the cover done. I send everything else out tomorrow just in time for me to get on a plane and go to the Tucson Festival of Books. If you're there, come see me. I'll say hi. Kevin will ask will not be there. Um, and that's great. I'm thrilled that that's done. I do not feel like it's done because when you work on a project for that long, there's... And also... Yeah. One of the problems with having anxiety, you know how when something's done, you're like, oh, a great weight has been lifted? The weight never comes off. There, because, because it's a not... A different weight moves in. Well, no, no, that's not it at all. It's... My brain chemistry doesn't let the weight go away. Mm. It, it's right, always... Right. It's, it's, you know yeah, the guy yeah. they pressed mm. to death at Salem? The Salem witch trials, they hung most of the witches, but mm. one of them they pressed to death, and his last words were more weight. Because yes. he wanted them, he wanted to die. Because if he died without confessing to being a witch, his sons got to inherit, right. rather than the government seizing it. And so his famous last words were "more weight," and then he died. Tough old man. Major props to him. Uh, my anxiety believes I would like to emulate him. It is wrong, <laughs> but it does not have an off switch. So I never get the a great weight has been lifted. I just get. Okay, I still have the existential dread of this huge deadline, and what's the next thing? Right. Um, the it looks for something else to worry about. Yeah, or it, it's it, it just it, it it doesn't ever shut anything off. And when I was younger, I felt relief from anxiety. Like if I was waiting for something terrible and then it didn't happen, oh, the enormous relief. Now you know, and part of it's you get older and your brain chemistry doesn't work quite the same way, yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, I go in for uh, the time I had a, a breast lump I went in Oh yeah. and I was like I was freaked out I mean I was freaked out in Ursula mode which is slightly different indistinguishable from regular Ursula mode to the outside observer except for Kevin but yep. uh, the uh, and I was still making jokes about it but once it was over I wasn't like oh I'm safe it was like Okay. Well, I'm still super stressed out because there's all these stress hormones and cortisol mm -hmm. or whatever flooding my system, and it doesn't just go away. So Yeah, that's true. The, I, as someone said, you know, the boss fight music is playing, and where's the boss? Well, the boss fight music is always playing. It's just, I have killed the one boss, but the music hasn't stopped. Okay, where's the next one? You know, you, you don't get a, woohoo, I beat the boss! Screw you! You get a uh, was that all of them? No, I still hear things. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I do eventually relax, but I have to, like, do it manually. It's it's not like the screw untenses. You have to sit there and unwind it by hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you, yeah. and you've got some time off planned into this one. Yes, the uh, my publisher was very kind um, because they pay for the flight down there. Uh, I was like, do I have to fly back 
the day, you know, that the festival's done, can you give me an extra week because I'll be in Tucson? They were like, yeah, it costs us the same. Go for it. So I'm spending a week down there to go birding with some friends and uh, visit the uh, My Mecca, the native seed search store in Patagonia. Oh, yes. And there have been sightings of an elegant trogan. Okay. I want the elegant trogan. So it's a bird. Yes, we. I. I. I'm. I'm familiar with this concept. <laughs> yes, I want to. You don't it. have to look at me pointedly when you're like, "It's a bird." Sorry, I didn't mean to. You know, it's a. But here, because the microphone doesn't make eye contact with me. Do we need to get googly eyes for the micro? For it the microphone? might help. Yes. Make a note on that one. All right. Uh, so that's done. Yay! Mm-hmm. Woo! Go me. Um, I got a good chunk of writing done. Uh, I kept having ideas for. Um, the book I'm working on, so I, you know, got a bunch of stuff accomplished for work. Um, I even made a note on my to-do list. I looked up the deadline for when a short story was due and wrote it down on Wonderlist. Oh. I know. Go me. Have I made you try Todoist yet? I have no memory of this. I'm not doing it while I'm on vacation. No, that's fair. That's fair. When you get back, when you get back, we'll I'll, I'll double check to see if you have or haven't. Because I kind of really like it. It's a little more featureful than Remember the Milk. It's also prettier and not bare bones. Okay, well, my problems with Remember the Milk were complex. Mostly everything required about three extra clicks. Not so much on Todoist. And I believe it does have an import from Wonderlist. Okay. So, it's something we we can look at when you get back, not not right away. So we'll talk oh, more about that one about two weeks. Speaking of lists, because this does flow organically from what I was saying, birders <laughs> always ask how I keep track of my life list because I am, in fact, a person who records every bird species that you're I see. You're one of those crazy people, yeah. Yes. I'm yeah. sorry. You're one of those very obsessive people. I'm trying. I'm trying. I mean, I don't mind the word crazy at all because, as you may have noticed, I am batshit nuts. But that was the anxiety thing. However... The birding listing doesn't make me crazy, it's just I happen to be. Um, I will not give up the word crazy. No, no, I just want to make sure that we have we use the appropriate context yes. and aren't offending anybody by using the wrong the word inappropriately. Yes. Yes. I self-identify as crazy as a shithouse rat. Um, but anyway. Yeah. But I get to say that. Uh... Right. Uh, I use a uh, system or a, a app called LifeBirds, and it is it is speaking of bare bones. It is literally just the name of every bird. Basically, you go through you you tie start typing in the bird you've seen. It pops up a list. You poke the one. It's like where did you see it? And it records mm-hmm. the date because right. you know it knows what day it is because of your phone, and you'll have like you'll put in the location it'll be like do you want all the birds on earth are you in north america you know what kind what trip are you on so basically you have a like um i just write down you know texas trip whatever Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. case tucson trip and uh record it there and it's like all right and then i hit another couple buttons and it spits out a a list of all the unique birds i've ever seen and so it can tell me that my life list is 641 I know this because I just exported it to Excel in case my phone crashed or something, and because I didn't want to lose that, and it's 641 birds. So. 640. That's that's 
Wow. It's respectable. That is very respectable. I mean, a lot of that is uh, Botswana. I got 150 there. There is that. Yeah. But in terms of a of a global life list, that's that's approaching respectable. Well, a global life list. I mean, there's like nearly 10,000 birds, or slightly over 10,000. So no one's impressed by that. But my North American list is uh, in the upper 400s, mm-hmm. and uh, that is a respectable neighborhood. It's, it's not bad. That's that's I guess. not yeah. a uh, that's not a uh, that's not rarefied air, but that's a. Uh, the, uh, clearly, you're more than just, you know, a casual. Yes. Not that there's anything wrong with being no. casual. You should go out and enjoy looking at birds, people. But anyway, life birds. Um, I have friends who swear by eBird. Mm-hmm. Knock yourself out if you like it. A buddy of mine who uh, does, used to do like um, a lot of citizen science stuff, and not even just citizen science, like actual science. Science, science, science yeah. Uh, swears by eBird because he likes all the data. But, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So that's what's been going on with us. Yes. And we're going to find out what's been going on with some other people in just a little bit because we've got letters this week. Yes. And we'll get right to those after this brief interlude. And we are back. So, we all have fresh drinks. Sergey has moved in, which means there is a, I'd say, 75% chance of the cat being an asshole and start knocking things off the desk behind me. Which is why normally we lock him out when we do these if he's not already in here asleep. Also, the dog moved back in with a bone. Oh, well, good for her. She, she deserves a bone. Our first letter this week is from... Elizabeth, and this is not to be, this is not necessarily for reading on air, just a... So stop reading it! Well, I was going to say a thank you for recommending Tick Tick, which we talked about in December, and apparently that was a big help. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I have an update. First off from Star, our winner of the planner couple yes. months ago yes um so and this is in reference back to uh, our last letter show where we were talking about your waiting family situation right now uh for those who may have missed previous things my stepfather is currently dying of cancer and taking his own sweet time about it which you know obviously i do not wish him to go any faster than he wants to but um, we are all in the waiting by the phone for the call to jump kind of stage. Yes. Anyway, carry on. Uh, from Star, having gone through end of life with my grandma last year, I also complained that there was no how-to book, thus I've started putting together ideas to write one. Do it! My productivity takeaway was the David Allen getting things done trusted system was a blessing. There was so much that got put on hold during those four years, and I would just put on my someday maybe list on remember the milk and now i'm going through and deciding what needs to be done and working my way through them but knowing that i could just 
put it on a list and get it out of my brain was great. I love that you gave them a trip instead of flying out. Taking Grandma to see the ocean was part of her bucket list. My number one advice is self-care is the most important part of being a caregiver. When oh, my God. dear ones are in serious medical situations, I tend to send their primary caregivers massages. When you're healthy and centered, you can take care of others better. Man, I should send my mom a spa day or something. You, you should. This is this actually a recurring theme. I've been hearing, talking to community managers uh, in the open source world is to, and you'll hear more about this when I'm talking to Mary Thingval in a couple weeks, but um, put your oxygen mask on before you help the other people. You do no one any good if you just flail around helping other people and don't take care of yourself first. Yes. There is, there's, and there's, you know, a lot of people forget that. Well, it's not the forget thing. It's that uh, if you are socialized female in our society, particularly if you're older and mm -hmm. uh, um, you are expected to be cheery about dropping everything, if you are, God forbid, Catholic or one of the other guilt religions, uh, <laughs> yeah. then yes, you get the, you know, of course, if you were a decent person, you would do this selflessly because what kind of monster wouldn't, etc., etc., etc. There are a lot of just evil head weasels for that one so many head weasels uh thankfully those are not head weasels i personally possess mine go <laughs> the other way i am not a caregiver no one expects me to care for anything um but truth part of that i'll be honest is because my mother is such a caregiver that i rebelled the other way hard mm -hmm. um it's it's it, it can be very frustrating just as as an outsider going you know, what can I do for someone? Because I can't make things easier except by sending money, you know, sending Amazon gift cards like their Kindle mm -hmm. books because my mom likes to read on a Kindle and all. Um, stuff like that. And I just, it's... This is difficult stuff. And it gets into money, which is horribly uncomfortable. And it gets it into obligation, mm -hmm. which is horribly awkward. And it gets into death. And death is... Very, brutal awkward. Completely awkward, yes. So these, you know... Yeah, I, I... I think you should totally write a book about it, Star. And if anyone who is going through this right now, anything you are doing that you are living another day, even if the person you're taking care of doesn't, uh, everybody's just trying to get through. So if what mm -hmm. you're doing... It doesn't hurt anybody and gets you through for the love of God, do it. You know? I am completely in agreement. Yes. And I want to remind people that when we talk about the David Allen's getting things done trusted system, David Allen says that you should have a trusted system that is a place where you put everything. And that way, and that is your, your point of record or whatever. When you go through your emails and you're writing things to do later, they go into your trusted place whether it's online whether it's a sheet of paper with check marks on it whether it's you know however you do it but you have a single source of truth and mine is uh well source of truth well okay uh, th that got weirdly it's a cult you've once again it's a cult well yeah gtd is completely a cult all right as long as you're clear i'm, I'm very clear on that one i use wonderlist at the moment yeah uh yeah. i've had fun with some of the other systems carrots hilarious but uh 
I was using Habitica for a while, but for deadlines, I keep finding that Wonderlist is good, mm -hmm. and since I'm keeping my word count there, I'm more likely to actually use it. Meanwhile, I'm still toiling away at getting... I have to get all the pets now. I have oh, a Pokemon problem. Yeah. Oh, well. It's the Pokemon problem. I just play Pokemon. There's some of that, too. <laughs> Alright, next up, from my cousin, Susan. Oh, hey, Susan. Yes. Kevin and Ursula thought I'd pop in and update you on my emergent planner use. You remember we talked about that months and months ago, towards, yes. towards the, the early part Don't of the... Don't quiz me on it. I remember mm -hmm. the fact we yep. did so while remembering few details. Yeah, uh, David says emergent task planner. Totally loving it. It is the perfect fit for all my work-related projects. I keep one on my desk the other day, and a co-worker asked about it. After seeing it, she exclaimed, I need that. So I gave her a copy. My boss looked at hers and said, I need that too, so she got a copy also. Slowly, the emergent planner will be taking over my organization. <laughs> I'm happy dancing about this. Without this podcast, I'd have never heard of the emergent planner. Woo, we're helping! I, I really wish I could dig into the emergent planner it never really clicked with me it's really cool but it never clicked with me and it's all about what works for you personally. absolutely absolutely you also reminded me about one note i'd written it off years ago but decided to look at it again glad i did it is my go-to for all things home creative and gardening related Woo! all the memory keeping stories i want to tell someday now have homes memory keeping sounds more artsy than scrapbooking I'm a lover and planner for Christmas, so all my notes, dreams, and schemes are in there from one year to the next. House projects for each season and gardening ideas, too, are all tucked away. And because I'm older than you young folks, I have to that, um, I have that what-to-do end-of-life notebook tucked in there, too. LOL. Yeah, um... See, see above. <laughs> yeah, see, see above. Um, because, uh, yeah, I guess i have to look at the idea that you know her parents my aunt and uncle are aging my parents are certainly aging it's 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 as we get older that becomes a concern more and more oh, yeah uh one thing i really like about one note is that um i never had an easy way with physical things uh i i have no way to keep recipes because i don't cook but occasionally when i get a seed that i want to try lots mm -hmm. of people like are like here's this awesome vegetable Here's how you grow it. Here's a recipe that you use it in. Yep. Well, for really obscure shit like shark fin melon, yeah, it's yeah. a melon, um, I'm going to need that recipe to hand to Kevin and be like, here's what you do with this thing. And so it, OneNote is really handy oh, for yeah. that because I can actually store like a URL or something mm -hmm. in there as opposed to, whereas, you know, I'm not going to sit and write painfully backslash dot dot. Right. Hang on, I have to go deal with Ernie. You, you go deal with Ernie. Uh, I'll finish reading the letter. Thanks again. Keep up the amazing work you both do, keeping us going, being productive, and reminding us it's all okay. Oh, and the chickens are way cooler than I thought, and that a fondness for pens and planners is genetic, I believe. Yeah, our grandfather, I believe, had it. I certainly have it. Uh, Susan has it. I am constantly tweaking my, my planner. I love my planners. Um, and as a follow-up for last week that was the other thing is I was cleaning off my desk to make room to rearrange some books and I took a whole bunch of my old journals and I put them on a shelf on the other side of the room because I don't need them here some of it may be valuable information and but I, I don't need to keep them right here on hand cluttering up this space 
I can archive them. I can set them aside, and maybe in another month or two, I'll just be like, why did I bother keeping this and toss it? So it's a slow process, but if you if it's something you need to keep around, you don't have to keep it like in the middle of everything you do. Especially if you've got a lot of... I was trying to... Actually, while I was cleaning up, I was trying to hand off a couple notebooks last night, but... Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. People will take fresh eggs. They won't take notebooks. That's fine. We have plenty of fresh eggs coming in, too. Directly from the chicken butt. Yes. Has he done the thing to you yet where he comes in and is like, feel this? Oh, uh, oh, oh. Well, not yet. Not yet. It'll happen, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he, like, hands you a chicken temperature egg, and he's like, that just fell out of the chicken, and you're like... Oh, I'm glad you're happy. Yes. And then, uh, friend of the this, show... This may be looking for someplace else to move. <laughs> very, very soon, yeah. It does not have weirdos handing her chicken eggs. It's what we do. Listen, listen if I don't have to buy eggs at the grocery store and I can just get free eggs for free, I'll deal with the weird, weird. Yeah, no. Listen, yeah. if I couldn't handle weirdness, would I have been like, no. yes, I will move down to the same state as you, and I will stay in your house while I'm looking for an apartment. Yeah. Oh, you knew what you were getting into Oh, I knew. Well. Yeah, oh, I you, knew. You, you knew. I've been on KQC how many times? Uh, you you may be our longest-running alumni. Yeah. You're, you're... I think I've hit the, the, the five-timers club, which is... Yeah. The, the, the there's SNL an SNL thing, yeah. 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 yeah, you're you're the Alec Baldwin of KUEC. Except without the weird screaming and, you know, yeah. questionable parenting choices. There's that. I can't that. speak for the parenting, but I can I can do weird screaming, but I don't Not right now. Not right now. Save, <laughs> save that, right that for now. a different I'll, podcast. I don't wanna, yeah. Yes. Unless you can scream. Tool! From friend of the show, K. Who is um, also one of the Dorsire regulars. Oh, yes. Yes. Hi, Kay. I love that Ursula is adding classical references to your commentary, just like a Greek chorus. I have no memory of what reference I made, but go me. It was, uh, we were talking about gardening and archaeology. It was oh, two episodes yeah. ago. Oh, right, right. And I was talking about the excavation and, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and the, I don't know if you toppled the topless towers of Ilium looking for productivity or what. I, yeah, I, I don't remember the exact reference, but this is... Did I ever tell you about the time I read the Iliad on acid? No. That is possibly the single dorkiest thing I've ever done in my life. No. I got I didn't get more than like two chapters in. And then everything was just sort of, yeah. I, I, I was obsessed with Hector Tamer of Horses. That was just such a great name. Yeah, at least it wasn't, I mean, the dorkiest thing you could have possibly done at that point was the Silmarillion. Yes, that would have been much dorkier. And I say that as someone who's a member of the Mythopoeic Society and an admirer of Tolkien's work. Yes. But it's just as well I didn't keep reading because they actually take Hector Tamer of Horses and drag him three times around the city behind Achilles' chariot. Well, that would be, yeah, well, he was alive when they started. He wasn't. Probably finished, not, obviously. no, no. <laughs> So that's pretty much all the the letters we have. It's um, it was a busy month in a lot of ways, and not as much commentary, comments, and, and emails. Most of the emails I have in the folder are setting up the other interviews. All right, interviews well, and things. Uh, yeah. If you want to write hostile emails to Kevin about what I said about dollhouses, uh, 
you take can... me, not him. It was my fault. <laughs> or if you're a dollhouse person, you're just like, listen, I'm totally normal, but I do know other people that are totally yes. weird, and I have stories. Then please share your stories. Yes. yes. Uh, and I'll tell you about mm-hmm. the time my dad almost got arrested as a terrorist trying to bring back a panel van full of dollhouse parts from Canada. I missed that one, but not... Oh my god, really? Yeah. Oh, this was so cool. So <gasps> this was... Uh, so we don't have to... You don't have to find her in a bar. Uh... This you remember back when you didn't used to have a passport to go to Canada? Oh yeah. Yeah. This was right on like the month window when you were supposed to have a passport, but mm. no one did yet. Right. And my dad just like, after September 11th. It was like a year later they finally instituted. But yeah, yeah, he was yeah. in there. He drove. He flew to Canada, mm-hmm. and they didn't really ask him for a passport to go into Canada because Canada didn't care. And then he crashed to drive back out in a panel van stuffed full. Of dollhouse parts because they like bought out a miniature uh, person's <laughs> oh, stock, God. and because uh, she was like getting out of the business and offering it cheap, and so the, at the border, American Customs is like, "Oh yeah, uh, where's your passport?" And Dad's like, "It's Canada," and they're like, "But passport?" And he's like, "But Canada," <clears throat> and this went on about four times, and he was like, "Okay, let me see your uh, your." Uh, I don't know, some form of ID or something, and um, he got one that had place of birth on it. Oh, yeah, and your dad was born in a military base in... Um... No, it wasn't a military base. He was born in Beirut, Lebanon. Right. Uh, because, it, you know, his dad did a lot of work in the Middle East. And dad had recently come back from Egypt, and my dad is a small, wiry, um, balding... Uh, at the time, extremely darkly tanned person who was living in Arizona and yeah. Egypt, and he tans rather than burns, and he also uses Inshallah in casual conversation because he was in Egypt for God knows how long, and, you know, so after about five minutes, they were like, is a terrorist in a panel van? Oh. And they pull him over, and they're and Dad's like, for God's sake, I was in the military. Can't you check that? And, and the customs officer, to his credit, was like, I was in the military. Can you check that? And Dad's like, I'm not trying to keep you out of the United States. <laughs> My father's attitude probably did not make this go any faster, let me no. add. And they were like, we are going to look in your panel van. And Dad's like, go ahead. But I tell you right now, you unload that van, you guys are helping me put it all back together, or I will refuse to do it, and I will block the entire entryway with dollhouse parts until you come with a backhoe. And they were like, (laughs) dollhouse what? And then they finally opened the damn panel van, which is stuffed full of little tiny miniatures and bags. And they, they picture going through this van, piece <laughs> by piece, spreading it across the tarmac, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the two lanes of traffic, while people try to get into the U.S. and back up. And then they thought, this is the single most humiliating cover a terrorist could ever yeah, pick. Quite possibly, No yeah. one in the history of the no. world would claim it would try to come in in dollhouse parts, and they just closed it up and said, have a nice day, go away. And uh, yeah, my yeah. dad, disgruntled, drove back to America. And, um, or drove into America, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Canada didn't care. Canada's just like, yeah, American, go, whatever. You're our largest yeah. trading partner. I mean, come on, what are we going to do? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
There is no moral to this story, um, except that if you have any good sagas of the miniature circuit, like totally send them in, and uh, we will we will commiserate with you. Yes. Yes. Something like also, that. Also, if you're looking to buy an entire room full of miniatures, I'm pretty sure my stepmom will sell cheap. So you can send your letters and comments into Kevin at Sunny dot com, K E V I N at S O N N E Y dot com, or comment on the episode on the webpage at productivityalchemy.com. Can our today's code be miniature? I uh, yes. Yes, today's code can be miniature. You're gonna have to spell that for I me. I think it's M I N I how about we just leave it at mini and, and stop there? Mini, yes, M I N I. Mini chair. Mini chair? Ooh. Yes. Why chair? Uh, it was the first thing that popped into mind, and it's sort of like miniature, mini chair. And All right, sure. Golf. There's tiny chair. So, that actually, funny thing you say that this is a story has nothing to do with anything, but. <laughs> like, that's tough. <laughs> so, yeah. so, for my birthday, uh, uh, me and my. Now former roommate, uh, Keith, we went to Grand Rapids, and I was like, I don't know what to do, and I found online, it was like, top ten things to do in Grand Rapids, and one of them was the public museum, and I'm like, sure, I'll go to the public museum. Is that why you were tweeting all those weird pictures? Yeah, yes, and one of the, but see, this, so this is a, clearly a, a public museum, it was very clear they did not have a lot of funding, there were definitely some... Exhibits oh, yeah. where it was like, Those oh, are so much fun. you're padding this with stuff you found at a yard sales. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also a whole wing that was just taxidermy. It was like, oh, oh look at all of this. There was one that was Those like these, the best these three, it was three or four wolves in a cage, but the one in the front just kind of looked like he was face planting into the snow. It's like, oh, moon, moon, we can't take you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I bring this up, the mini chairs, was they had an exhibit in, in quotation marks that was just right. like, Look at this collection of really tiny chairs, and it was just like just all dollhouse house chairs of all wow. different varieties. Like they had cherry from the Pee Wee Herman movies, and one of the chairs looked like somebody had taken a handful of those little teeny plastic teddy bear things you used to get at like craft stores, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and sculpted it into a chair and like what, like a throne of teddy bear. It was corpses? a throne of teddy bears. And, no, um, you can't have one. Oh, come on! It, it was the uh, Iron Throne, the plush throne. It so, was pretty, it was bizarre, and yeah, there's mm -hmm. pictures of So, you can write us, you can comment on our posts. We will be back in just a minute after this little break to close out the show. I'm gonna go let the dog out. And we are back. The dogs are outside having, I mean, outside the room, having done the outside-outside part of their thing. I want to thank the people who commented this past week that we read on air. Elizabeth, uh, Susan, Star, and Kay. Thank you for listening 
and for writing in and commenting. For those of you who missed it earlier, our badge code this week is mini chair, all one word, M-I-N-I-C-H-A-I-R. It is in reference to our discussion about the museum dollhouse things and had to come up with something. So now I'm going to have to find an image to put on the badge of, I guess, basically a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Uh, we get all of the images for the badges. I'm getting them from the Noun Project. I am paying for them, and as, as is all good and right, so that we have the rights to use them. The badges themselves are open badges. They are images with metadata to say you have done something. They're basically achievement images, but they're portable across multiple systems and several other uh, educational organizations. Not that we're that much of an educational organization. But Use honestly, them. we feel like if you listen to the whole show, you deserve some kind of award. You do, and I can't, I can't come to everybody's house and give you your own personal gold sticker for listening. So, and I have gold star stickers for just such occasions. But there's that. You can support us. We have a coffee page, ko-fi.com/ksunny. You can buy me a coffee. You can support us on Patreon. Indeed. At patreon.com slash Ursula V. You also get other bonuses than just the knowledge that you're supporting this and our other fine podcasts. Well, one of them's a fine podcast. The other one's <laughs> much more... A freeform train wreck. Yeah, that's that's the best one. Yeah, for the, the cheap podcast is, yeah. is that one. You get ebooks. Yes. For being a supporter. Yes, you get uh, most recently the Wonder Engine sequel to Clockwork Boys, which you also get from me. Yep. Woo. And you are supporting sort of our, our collective endeavors yes. as at Red Wombat Studio. And I think that is everything. So I'll have the show up in a little bit. There will be links with the episode to a couple of several of the things we talked about. And I want to thank everybody for listening. We will see you in a week and stay productive. Tool! Mm.